Yeah, I remember uh, thinking, oh, yeah, by the age of 25, you know, mm. I want to be rich. That's the plan. <laughs> and then I was realizing, when I got older, I was realizing that, yeah, even if I got 25 and I was rich and mm. I met the plan, the plan's going to have to change because I'm 25. <laughs> I'm planning to live up to at least 80, <laughs> God willing. So what am I going to do for the next, you know, 55 years? Am I just going to wait? <laughs> am I just going to, am I, have I completed the mission? Joe, you know what I like about what you said as well? Cause I think mm. I was speaking to one of my uncles and he kind of, we were talking about this kind of subject and he said something that really mm. resonated with me. And he was like, there are some people that are in such a rush to make it. Let's say at 25, you want to be very wealthy. There are people that make it at 25, you do all of that. They accomplish what you're saying. And by 40, you've lost everything. Mm. question so i wanted to ask you where do you think expectations come from oh okay i think there's a couple reasons but i say Mm. the first one for me i would say it's the fact that the people that we spend the most amount of time with growing up the people that are around us the most when we're our most impressionable i think is definitely our parents right so i think a lot Mm. of times initial expectations for me i would say come from our parents and then telling Mm. us what they expect from us us putting that pressure on ourselves in terms of what mm. we know they expect from us. So I definitely say that's probably a big initial reason why a lot of us have expectations growing up, going through school and then eventually what type of careers that you, that we think they would want us to go into. Cause I think there definitely is that like generation gap where they didn't grow up with YouTube and TikTok and all these stuff. So a lot of times they might look at you and you're saying, I want to do this and like, that's not a career. <laughs> like what you did. Sometimes yeah. I think that's definitely probably a big, a big problem growing up with parents. I don't really understand what you're trying to do. So I say definitely the first one for me, the main one I'd say is probably expectations from our parents. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? No, that's actually right. That's the right answer. Um, yeah. So, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, great guess. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so expectations really come from not not just from our parents. It's not just from okay. our parents though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it's it's usually. Um, the people around us the most. So, you know, friends mm. as well. Um, yeah, teachers, you know, just literally anybody who is around you long enough while we're growing mm. up. That's where our general expectations, even movies, um, TV shows. That's actually true. I didn't actually think about that, you know. That's true. Because you see the lives that, that they're living and you think, oh, that looks nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even some of ideas with, with romance, if you think about it, come from mm-hmm. romantic movies and you know, maybe some love interest that you that's in your favorite TV show. So it's crazy to think that um, a lot of our own beliefs in terms of what we expect out of our out of our lives is actually other people's opinions. So yeah, that kind of reminds me of something I was even thinking of. I want to get your take on this because mm-hmm. do you feel like all of our expectations you can link it back to something external, or do you think there are some times when you yourself have expectations and it's not because of your parents. It's not because of social media. It's not because of your friends around you. But it's just, it activates within you. Like you hit 25 mm. and you're like, oh, I should do this by this age. I don't know what you mm. think about that. Do you think it's always linked back to some external reason why you have that expectation in the first place? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's always linked to an external entity. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, it has to. Because how would mm. I know by the age of 25 I should be a certain type of person? If everyone else that I knew wasn't panicking about the same 
the future or the same idea. So, yeah, mm. I think it's, it's, it's definitely something that's more external than internal. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, what do you think? Overall, I agree with you. But then I was thinking mm. about this. Because, you know, obviously, there's also science. There's also mm-hmm. things that maybe when women, they might know that maybe after the age of 40, having a child might be more dangerous, might be more, mm-hmm. da, 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 all that kind of stuff. So maybe, mm-hmm. do you think, maybe that's also a reason why just, because they know that fact, mm-hmm. there's also extra pressure to maybe want to have a child earlier than maybe later. Because you know mm-hmm. what will now, like what that then means if you have it after a certain age. I don't know, I was thinking about that in terms of, could that be a, 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 like an internal motivation? Mm-hmm. Or is it still just because of the science that you see? I would still say that's external because okay. even if you take that, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. fact that, you know, at a certain age, you're less likely, it's even more risky to get pregnant for, yeah. certain, for women as a whole. Yeah. But if you want to take science into consideration, there's also science that helps that type of situation. Explain that. You could do IVF, you know. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, obviously it's expensive, but you could do IVF. And obviously, if you're someone that was putting off marriage up until a certain age anyway, chances are you have the money to afford IVF anyway. But, mm. like, the, before it gets to the point where science is actually the factor in that kind of situation, I think it's more of, like, pressure. I can't talk about other cultures, but I know mm. I'm Nigerian. I know African culture. Even oh. before you get to the age of 30, for certain women, it's a problem. You know, you have bro, to. Where, where's bro, your you know, parents. You know, bro, parents. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, going through school for education, education, education. <laughs> yeah. You graduate. Where's your husband? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where's the child? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so, nice. that switch is so crazy. Yeah. Like, no, it's yeah, true, it's, it's true. nuts. It's not. But then also, I was also thinking about this too, because obviously, I think a lot of times you think about women and obviously the age that they say becomes more risky. But I think even for men, you also mm. don't want to be a dad to like a young child when you're like your 70s, 80s. So you also don't want to wait too long before you start to have kids. I think that's also where, I think, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh yeah, man, there's no, yeah, it doesn't really matter when you have, but I think it does matter <laughs> when you decide to. Mm. That also can be an expectation that people put on themselves to not mm. want to have kids too late. Because it now mm. means that you're going to now be an older father, which then obviously mm. comes with its own problems and situations. When when I say expectations though, right? Mm. Um, when I say expectations, for example, can you, the, the question you should ask yourself is, can you actually be, can you be a father at 70? You can. Yeah. So who says, I can't, <laughs> you understand? Like, yeah, it might not be the best situation for you to be a father, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible for you to be a father at that age. Okay, that's true. So, that could, okay, so that's true. yeah, that bit is true. so that's what I mean by expectations and external ex- expectations. Because you're thinking, no, by this age, I shouldn't really be a father because it's just too much. Yeah, it might be too much, but it doesn't mean you can't handle it. You know, it doesn't mean it's not possible. You know, okay. for women, okay. it's not possible. So mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. that's when the, the science factors in. That's a good point though. I think definitely another one too is also just, yeah, in terms of the external ones, social media, in terms of what we see, what other people are doing. I think that's also a big one. Obviously you have your friends, which is one. And obviously that's people you can directly see, but then you also have mm-hmm. people that you don't know. Who are mm. telling you that this is what I achieved at this age, and you're thinking, mm. like, if they could do it, why couldn't I do it? I think that also adds yeah. the expectation that people put on themselves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, we'll get into this episode, yeah. That's definitely something that causes a lot of anxiety around expectations. So, obviously, Joe, I think there's a lot of expectations that all of us typically go through as we go through our 20s that are more general. I wanted to know, in terms of you personally, what has been the expectation that you've had? 
growing up that you think has differed from reality mm. at this stage now in your life? Like, how have things changed? Coming from like a African background, mm. I feel the main expectations I get from my parents is more, it's not even what type of person you're going to be or who you should be. It's definitely always educational from what I can remember. Mm. That's the type yeah. of um, expectations. Like, I don't think, <laughs> if I really remember properly, I don't think they cared about anything else other than, you know, education. <laughs> that was it. What happened after didn't really matter. What happened before didn't really matter either. It's just mm. get education. But. So <laughs> I think that was the main expectation of my parents. But I'll okay. say with my friends, I would say it's more of, okay, um, what people, like, what are you wearing today? Or, you know, you should mm. dress a certain way. You should always be wearing designer, something like that. Or, you know, I need to be rich by a certain age, whatever that means. Yeah. I think what I notice is with my parents is more what they value because, you know, mm. my parents value education. You know, they weren't fortunate enough to have as much opportunities as I have. So they're like, okay, this is something I need to, this is something I value and this is something I need to show my child that I, I place high importance on. So mm. I guess that's why that's what they expect. And with my friends, I'm guessing it's also, it's not really their opinion either. I guess I'm just guessing <laughs> it's not their opinions either. I think it's more of just, it's what everyone else is doing. So it's just like, okay, this is the norm, you know, mm. and obviously not to say I didn't follow longer, I, you know. No. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> is this what everyone's doing? Okay, cool. Cause I want to fit in. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be yeah. the, the black sheep. I want to, I want to fit in. So now I like what you said there. I think that's definitely true. I would even say that I think it probably is also what they value, which is also why mm-hmm. they put that expectation on you is because to mm-hmm. them at that age, they feel like yeah, if you do all of that, you have nice clothes, then you getting the girls, you being, you being the guy. That is what <laughs> matters in life. <laughs> yeah. like, I think yeah. it just shows you that like, as you get older, how, mm-hmm your value system changes and how mm. so it's just interesting how yeah as a kid you value that kind of thing but as you get older you start to realize that does that really matter <laughs> it's like, mm. what does that really mean mm. for you ever mm. you have designer clothes you start to realize that even the people with designer clothes does that even mean that it doesn't really even mean you have money because yeah it's crazy, it doesn't though. mean it doesn't actually it's mean crazy. any of that but obviously as a kid yeah. you just see what's in front of you you see mm. this person has nice clothes that must mean mm-hmm. this is a wealthy mm. person but mm. really and truly, as you get older, you realize that is not the case. <laughs> not always the case anyway. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. I think it's it's something where, because when I was younger, I used to think, oh, if I saw someone in a certain type of outfit, that mm. person has to have money. They have to. It just it doesn't add up. <laughs> you understand? Like, why wouldn't you have money? It's just not making sense. But mm. I think I realized that you will come across people who dress a certain type of way and they have money and people who mm. dress completely different and they have money. So what does that tell mm. you? That means what someone wears isn't a good indication of how much money you think they have. It's not it's very all. true. <laughs> That's what it means. True. So it's not a factor. Ah, oh. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. Cause obviously I don't yeah. know, like obviously with like millionaires and these very wealthy people, you see them mm. in plain looking clothes. People are like, Oh, they don't wear expensive yeah. clothes, bro. Have you see all <laughs> yeah. those t-shirts with no brands. <laughs> If you see how much they yeah. cost, you say, "Oh, okay." <laughs> no, it's <laughs> they crazy. Money. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember seeing something about uh, Steve Jobs because he used mm. to wear like a famous black turtleneck, and apparently okay. that black turtleneck was like a thousand, <laughs> a thousand um, dollars, and he had quite a few in his wardrobe. So you just see, it, you think, "No, that's from Primark," but bro, nah. <laughs> you don't know when that spun me. I don't know when. Mm. I think it was when um, Yeezys first came out. 
Mm. And I remember I was, I was, I must have been like computer science. And we were looking mm. at, like, I think he had like a plain black tea. And mm. <laughs> this, I don't know how much it costs. I remember looking at the price mm. saying, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. So yeah, really just show that, yeah, how it looks doesn't always equate to how much it costs. And you have to determine what your value system says and what you think yeah. is important to you in your life. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's so, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. How would you answer your own question? Um, so in terms of the expectations I had growing up and what has actually been in reality, I would say mm-hmm. a big one for me is glamorizing working life and thinking, okay, I used to always think, oh, yeah, when you're working, you finish at 5.30, 5, mm-hmm. whatever, and then you have the mm-hmm. evenings to yourself. And mm-hmm. that kind of is true. Obviously in school, you don't really have that. You finish school, if you want to do very well, especially mm-hmm. when school starts to step on your neck. If you want to do well, <laughs> you have to do work. <laughs> After, after school. But I used to think after you finish working, once you go home, that's it. And mm. it is true to some degree, but I do also think that when you want to do a lot of things, your evenings are also just free. Because <laughs> mm. there's also things that you want to be doing in your evenings. So you don't have as much free time as you think you would have. And that's only something I've realized once I started working, that it's not as simple as, oh, 5.30, I'm chilling now. I can just watch TV for the rest of the day. Because mm. watch TV, watching TV for the rest of the day isn't going to make me happy. <laughs> so mm. like that is definitely a big realization that I've had mm. just uh, mm. I guess you I guess you have more power in terms of you can do what you want to do what's important mm-hmm. to you like it doesn't yeah. have to just be studying but still you're still going to be doing a lot especially if you're just an ambitious person in general yeah like, yeah yeah I, I even um I signed a contract recently and I was reading the contract and it was literally mm. saying oh from because it said nine to five then it was like from nine to five you can't do anything that doesn't go along with the company's interest. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like, from the time we have you, you can't do anything else, basically. And yeah. And if you come up with anything, um, like a, a side venture, or whatever, that like aligned with our interest, then it belongs to the company. That is like, crazy. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, like, <laughs> I'm really <That> signing. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro. so. Send you a laugh away. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> They said, where did you come for the idea? <laughs> <What time? laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it's mad. Yeah, nah, so it's mad. it really does show that, yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to think, yeah, once you become an idol and you have more free time, you have money now, things get a lot easier. But yeah. Then they hit you mm. with the, you have like 30 days of summer. That's even a nice companies. Imagine mm. from school when you used to have like three months of just chilling mm. <laughs> from the end of school term to the next term. Now mm. there's none of that anymore. You have to make all yeah. your holidays work within that mm. small period of time. I guess that's why they tell you to, um, to pick a, a job that you really enjoy because, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of breaks. <laughs> and there is a break. You're going to do this for a long time. So you better enjoy it. Bro, listen, I think that's the thing too, just adulting that. It's just, it's just so continuous. I feel like school is kind of broken up for you. I guess, it, I guess it depends how you look at it, right? Even with adulting, but in general, like primary school, secondary, A levels, uni, mm. it's kind of broken up into little sections for you. But once you start working, that's just it. It's just work. You might mm. work in different fields, but it's just working. Mm. <laughs> like, that's yeah. it. Working until you can't work anymore. The way they work you in this way. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But yeah, no, nah, it's not. I think another big one for me as well has been, mm. I used to always feel like I could be in control of everything. Like mm-hmm. I thought I'd be better at it. So what I mean by that is like, uh, I would go into situations and predict how things would work out. Like, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I say this, they're going to say this. I used to think that would be something that I'd be a lot better at as, as I got mm-hmm. older. 
And mm. I guess I'm slightly better at it, but still, things never go how they work out in your head. Mm. I mean, that's been a big difference of that I'm, I've mm. experienced like, in terms of my expectation and reality is that even as you get older, even with more experience, things don't always align directly mm. with how you think. They're always going to work out. So, yeah, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I try my best not to control everything, but mm. it's hard, it's easier said than done. And even though I expect, I think I'm more or less like, oh, I'm angry that this thing didn't go my way anymore. Cause before I was more like, oh, it has to go like this. It has to go like this. And then if it didn't, I'll just be so angry and just so irritated. But yeah, I think more, more so now I'm just like, you know what? Chances are, even though I've planned it like this, I know it's not going to go exactly like this. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but let's try yeah. and make, let's try and make sure that, you know, it's exactly how we planned. But if it isn't, then maybe when I get to the point where it isn't, let me quickly adjust. Yeah, no, it's true. You can't, yeah, you, you, you yeah, it's true. You actually don't know what's going to happen next. But I also do think sometimes too that even when things don't go exactly how you have it planned, it can also mm. go better. It's not always a negative thing as well. Mm. So it's like you might think this is exactly how it's going to be, but you live in a moment and it actually ends up even better for you. Yeah, yeah, predicted. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. It's actually, it's not always a negative experience when yeah. you, um, when you are trying to, you know, figure out, trying to control things. It could go exactly or even quicker or better than you expected. So, well, last, last thing I think, um, is something I, <laughs> I had to get to grips with when I got older was, was the fact that I, I used to hear when I was younger, you can be whatever you want. Mm. <laughs> you can, you can be anything. <laughs> mm. You want to be a pilot? You can be a pilot. And yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's completely false. Yeah. I think I to an extent it's true, but I think, I think what the problem is, is, um, if you want something so badly, it doesn't always mean you're going to achieve it or accomplish it. It's definitely true, bro. Listen, mm. there's people that they might grow up and say, I want to be a Formula One driver. I want to be a pilot, but these things cost money. So unless you're yeah. born into a situation that really makes that, mm. maybe later in life, if you're really, really, really serious, then maybe, I, I'm not going to say maybe later in life when you save up for it and eventually, I don't know about those situations, but in general, if you're not born into a situation that's conducive to those dreams yeah. and, those, and the things that you think you really want, it's most likely not going to happen in the world that we live in, which is maybe not fair. People want to say, but I think as you get older too, you realize that we don't live in a fair world in the first place. That's definitely a big lesson that I've learned growing up is that we really don't. So yes, I definitely do agree with you sometimes in that regard that yeah, just wanting something badly enough doesn't guarantee that it's meant for you. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, for me, I had to, I had to be more like, you know what? The best I can hope for is if something, um, crosses with my abilities that I'm confident mm-hmm. with and my interest, then I guess that's the best I could actually hope for. Yeah. And we were talking about this too before, bro. We, we might even have to do a future episode in, in terms of just luck in general mm. and how mm. the time period that you're born in, the situation that you're born in, all these factors can really influence where maybe you can achieve what you really want to achieve. But maybe, like, maybe you don't in your lifetime, but if you were born 10 years earlier, your situation could have been different. I think those are all the kind of different aspects where luck starts to come in. I do, I'm a big believer that we make, we can make our own luck. But sometimes too, there are, there are just situations that are just out of our hands. And you have to just, as the motto of our podcast is, <laughs> deal with the cards that you're dealt. So, obviously we're both young people. <laughs> we are. And we've come up. <laughs> 
last time I checked. <laughs> and we've come across, um, we've come across a lot of, you know, different expectations that's been put upon us. So what do you think about just the general expectations we have as young people? Mm, I would say probably the biggest one that I see a lot that I also experienced myself is, is believing that by a certain age, <laughs> you're going to have everything that you want at that certain age. <laughs> Does that make sense? So in terms of your career, you're going to know exactly what you want to be doing. Like yeah. you're going to be happy in the field that you, that you decided to go in. But I think something I've realized myself growing up is that it's crazy to think that at 15, you can choose your A levels, choose what you want to study. And that's what you're going to be in for the rest of your life. It's just not realistic, right? Like, I remember I was even speaking to my line manager and he's, he was telling me a story about his line manager. And obviously my line manager is a director now. So just to, mm. to say how long his line manager must have been in the company, which must be like probably 30, 40 years now. So obviously my line manager was telling me a story about when his line manager was telling him a story <laughs> about mm. how he was giving a speech one time. I think after he's like 40th year in the company, people asked him, how have you had the same job for so many years? And he's like, mm. I haven't had the same job for so many years. What's happened is I went into something I was initially interested in. And as I went and I realized, oh, I'm interested in this, I went into that field. Interested in this, mm. went into that field. So he said, looking back at his career, all of these moves were never planned. It was in the mm. moment where he was at that he realized, mm. oh, I want to I wanna learn this a bit more. And he mm. went into that field. And I do think that is something that I re it really resonated with me because it made me realize mm. that you don't have to know exactly what the end goal is. That in 30 mm. years from now, I want to be in exactly this field. But as you go, you realize what you enjoy doing and you navigate into those fields as you go. Mm. No, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely say that because obviously I, I think I ever mentioned this before, but who you are today isn't who you are tomorrow. Mm. And that means your wants and your needs are always changing, constantly yeah. changing. So yeah, I think understanding that simple concept means that you won't put yourself in a position where you think you have everything figured out because mm. obviously I'm not old enough to say you never will, <laughs> but mm. I don't think you ever will. Even if you accomplish something today, I think you would want more. And that means your values and your opinions and your goals are going to change. No, it's true, man. I think what you said is also very, very true because I always ask people, oh, you've been working for this long. When did you realize that you knew what you're doing? All of them is, oh, I, I still don't realize. <laughs> and that's something mm -hmm. I've realized when I speak to people much more senior than me, that everyone is still in that boat when they still, at the age that they're at, don't know exactly if they're in the right thing or they're doing the right thing. So how can I, or how can we, the people around our age range, be so sure of it? We can't. You understand? But I think mm -hmm. it's like, a, it's one of those things that you, once you accept it and you realize that the expectation that you're going to definitely know is, it may, some people, maybe some people are just blessed and they just know from the get go. But for the majority of us, you're probably never going to know <laughs> because you never know mm -hmm. what's going to happen tomorrow. It's something that you're going to have to continuously learn about yourself and as you go, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. So I think once you start to realize that, I think that definitely does help a lot in terms of you not putting that extra pressure on yourself to feel like yeah. you should know when even people ahead of you don't know. Yeah, I remember uh, thinking, oh yeah, by the age of 25, you know. Mm. I want to be rich. That's the plan. <laughs> and then I was realizing when I got older, I was realizing that 
Yeah, even if I got 25 and I was rich and mm. I met the plan, the plan's going to have to change because I'm 25. <laughs> I'm planning to live up to at least 80, <laughs> God willing. So what am I going to do for the next, you know, 55 years? Am I just going to wait? <laughs> am I just going to, am I, have I completed the mission? Joe, you know what I like about what you said as well? Cause I think mm. I was speaking to one of my uncles and he kind of, we were talking about this kind of subject and he said something that really mm. resonated with me. And he was like, there are some people that are in such a rush to make it. Let's say at 25, you want to be very wealthy. There are people that make it at 25. You do all of that. They accomplish what you're saying. And by 40, they've lost everything. Mm. There are some people that don't make it at 25. They might make it at 40. But then until 80 or until they die, they sustain the wealth that they've managed to acquire. So I think sometimes too, when you have those expectations that you need to make it by this age, you don't know what mm. that's going to mean. What the consequence of you making it at that age is. Because you might make it at 25, but you're not ready to make it at 25. So you make decisions after decisions that means that you end up losing everything that you've made at that point. Mm. And obviously a lot of us are like, no, if I made it at 25, then it means I know I'm doing, but again, I think that's just that main character syndrome. I feel like you can't yeah. really wrong. And it's so easy to feel like that in the moment, but there's loads of people who have been in that position and they're still, and they didn't believe you asked them at the age 25, 24, when they were making it, are you going to mm. lose everything by 40? They would have said impossible. Mm. And they still did. You understand? So I think that is such a, it's such a, I think it just kind of reminds me that we're all on our own paths, that mm-hmm. we shouldn't all just be on a rush to make it by this exact certain age, because the age that you're meant to make it, I feel like that's the age you're going to make it. You understand? Mm-hmm. The age that you're like, it's, it's meant for you. If you keep mm-hmm. working hard and you keep working towards it, that's when it will happen. Cause you making mm-hmm. it earlier, you don't know what the downsides of you making it that earlier without me in terms of mm-hmm. your whole life. I agree. I agree. And um, you never know how long we're going to live as well. No, it's so I true. think, yeah, yeah, I think that's another expectation. I think when, when you're young, you just think, like even me, I just think I'm going to live forever, you know? Mm. And even if, let's say, okay, 25 was the goal <laughs> and mm. I actually reached the goal, it's like, that's, I guess that's the best time to, you know, have wealth and, you know, be whatever, whatever. But let's say if you didn't really know what you're doing and you get to 40 mm. and you are broke, like you could really suffer for a long time <laughs> before you actually go because you actually don't know where you're going to go, but yeah. you can suffer for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I think what's even worse is is the regret that you might feel no, for the rest true. of your life. You'd be like, oh, I was here and now I'm here. And no, I'm there, I definitely and so, agree with that. I definitely agree with yeah. that. So yeah, I think definitely it's hard, isn't it? Because it is difficult to know when, because mm. I do also do think that it is important to obviously set goals for yourself, set targets for yourself because you're working towards something. Mm-hmm. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I think it's also important mm-hmm. to make sure that you also realize that like things are going to happen when they're meant to happen for you and over rushing it. And sometimes too, it's like a, mm. because you didn't make it at this certain age doesn't now mean that it's still not meant for you. I think it's difficult in knowing when you have to stop. It's difficult. There's some people that they mm. might say, I'm going to keep working hard at this and they might make it in their mid thirties, late thirties, forties. And other people are thinking, mm. you need to quit. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not being realistic anymore. And they still make it at that late age. And it's because they kept going. Mm. And there's some people that they quit a lot earlier. They go into something else and that works out for them. And if they had kept going, they would have never made it. So I think, again, those mm. are the difficulties with life that you never know whether you are making mm. the right decision. But I think, yeah, you just have to trust yourself and like go with what your gut is telling you that you need to go with. And, but yeah, it's definitely a difficult one. It's easier said than done. Like it's, it's definitely hard. Even with um, what you just said just now, I feel um, another expectation that is really on mm. young people and myself. I think it's, it's literally all oh, hard work guarantees yeah. success. Like, um, like you just said, oh, I'll just keep working harder. Like, even if 
you work harder, it doesn't really mean that you're going to be successful at this thing. Like again, like we just spoke about, it's based on your abilities, your your resources type of thing. And also, I think when people just have that idea of working hard, I think they also forget that working hard isn't really about what you get from it. Yeah, explain that. Yeah, so what I mean by that is it's not, you can't control like you achieving the success that you're working hard for. That's, that's yeah. out of your control. But what you can control is the type of person you become from the hard work that you put in. So you become yeah. more disciplined. You become more, you know, you have certain values. You, you know, you just become a different person. And that's something yeah. you can actually control. So hopefully by you controlling the type of person you become, that can then eventually obviously lead to whatever success that you want. I definitely agree with that. I think it's kind of, it kind of links to what we were saying in that first episode that we released in terms of the goals that we set for ourselves in terms of grind culture, etc. is that sometimes you forget that if you set goals that are distinct values and it's only when I achieve this final one goal that I'm going to be happy, you ignore all the aspects of yourself mm. that you're improving in the process of you chasing that goal. You understand? Like there's so many different things that you're probably much better at yeah. because you decided that was a goal that you wanted to mm. chase and you should still feel proud of yourself for achieving those things as well. So yeah, I think I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, no, it's true, man. It's true. Cause yeah, like even, even myself, I think I've, I used to also think that, oh, if mm. I work on myself, you know, I constantly work mm. the type of person I am, you know, whatever self-help works, this, that I've become this person. But I think I've realized that. Just because you work on yourself, it doesn't mean you're not mm. gonna like struggle. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that thing that you're working to improve, you're no, not gonna struggle at it anymore. I think it's just better to understand, oh, that you're working hard or, you know, you're working to improve certain aspects in your life. It's just, um, you understand what that struggle yeah. is actually for. And you, through that, you become like a better person and you're able to, you know, just understand better. What you're saying kind of links into that whole concept of when you change your situation, it changes your mentality, which also isn't always the case. That's mm-hmm. that you becoming very wealthy mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're going to be a very confident person. If in the process of you becoming wealthy, you won't work in your confidence, then that's like those two things are distinct. Mm-hmm. I think that is what a lot of people believe that when I have a nice car, when I have a nice house, it's going to make me the, the man I want to be or the person I want to be. But if you're not working on those mm-hmm. skills mm-hmm. specifically, then you can have, you can change your situation and you can mm. still be as insecure, as timid, as, that's that, unconfident as you were initially before you achieved these new material things. That's that. So I definitely do agree with that. Some, sometimes when you're in that position, like you might feel, okay, this mm. thing has to be, like, let's, let's talk about like the yeah. rich by 25 plan, you know? Yeah. You feel it so deeply. Yeah. This is what needs to happen. So yeah, I think. Understanding that just because you feel something yeah. so deeply doesn't mean it has to happen. So, Joe, obviously, now we've spoken about the expectations that we've had on ourselves and the more general ones that people tend to have when going through their 20s. So, how do you think people can actually work towards reducing the anxiety and the stress that comes with having certain expectations for themselves? What would you say mm. in terms of that? So, I, w- I would say for myself, anyway, I think mm. what's kind of helped. Which is obviously I'm still struggling. You know, you're always mm. still struggling with expectations yeah. that you put on yourself, other people put on you. It's an ongoing battle. <laughs> it's never going to stop. But obviously yeah. for me, I think what's helped with um, some of the pressure and expectations is just making it known to myself that those things don't serve me at all. You know, mm. that like there's no, like with certain expectations anyway, 
there's no one shoe fits all type of thing. You yeah. know, like um let's say maybe expectations placed on you from your friends or whatever, it's just it's their thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, it doesn't have yeah, to be yeah. you. You know, it doesn't have to be about you mainly. So I think understanding that it it doesn't really serve me to buy into this expectation right now. Like yeah. maybe I'm not in a position to <laughs> maybe I'm in a position where I have to humble myself. You know, mm-hmm. I have to just respect what I'm limited to is mm. extremely important because it means that you're not doing the most. You're just, you're within your means and you're not really, yeah, you're not killing yourself to meet other people's expectations of you. So no, I, think that's I definitely like the answer. I definitely like the answer. I think it's definitely true. Like, I feel mm. like a lot of times we have expectations placed on us from other people, whether, as you mm. said, friends, family. And sometimes mm. I feel like we don't even know that that's mm. where these expectations come from. So I definitely say for me, to add on to what you're saying, I think you definitely have to spend time to really question the expectations that you do have in your own life and think about where mm. do these actually come from? Is this really mm. what I really want? Or is it because this is what my mom has told me or my dad has told me this is what I need to do or my or mm. what I see my friends doing? I mm. definitely think that's definitely a big part of it. And obviously in terms of how you go about doing that, I say the journaling, the meditation, all these kind of things, whatever people can do to, that mm. they use to reflect and think about mm. the things that they're chasing in their lives that mm. will enable them to question whether mm. it's really something that you yourself wants to work towards. Like I remember speaking to one of my cousins one time and she was telling me this story about um, some guy in Nigeria that he must have studied a law degree, he graduated. Then once he was done now, he's like, okay, now I'm going to go study art because that law degree was for my parents. I remember hearing that story thinking, that is crazy. You went and did a whole degree for your parents now. And now you want to now go back to uni to do what you really want to do. Like, mm. it's just crazy. And obviously mm. that's a very clear example of that initial expectation was from your parent. But I think a lot mm. of us aren't really even aware of which mm. ones are from us and which ones are from our parents, which ones are, which ones are from our friends. So I think mm. definitely taking the time to really sit down and question mm. why you have certain expectations can mm. definitely go a long mm. way in helping you reduce anxiety and stress that comes with those expectations yes no i agree i think even for me i think what even helps might not be because even many child those meditations those are things you read mm. about i think mm. i think the 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 solution is really within yourself because you've mm. always like for me anyway i obviously i recognize the the self-defeating self-talk you know yeah yeah i, I recognize that and i try my best to you know i try my best to like try and like angle whatever way I'm thinking away from that. So that helps. But also things that I love to do, you know, like I love to play football, you know, those things help just in terms of like, maybe if I feel, oh, I haven't, if I fail the test, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. If I fail the test, I won't sit there and just uh, be so harsh on myself because I failed yeah. that test. I'll just be like, you know what? Let me just go and play football. Let me not, let me leave the <laughs> test here. <laughs> let me just go and play football. Let me just go and do whatever things that I've always done. And mm. before you know it, by the time I come back, I'm, a, I'm feeling a lot better by myself. I'm feeling yeah. a lot happier. You know what I'm saying? I'm not down, you know, as long as I think so. Just it's always important just to do what you've always done. Just things that, mm. that bring you pleasure and just putting that thing aside and just coming back to it later and just enjoying yeah. what, you, what you like to do now, which is like self care and stuff. So. Mm. Yeah, obviously, like, we're not trying to, I think there are some situations that people go through where it's just so serious that maybe it needs much more personal advice and help, whether that's therapy, whether that's loved ones around you, 
whether mm-hmm. that's just time. I think sometimes mm-hmm. with time, like we forget, I don't know, obviously we all know the cliche about time healing all wounds and stuff. I think when we think of that, we forget about the fact that even with time, you also grow at the same time as well, which is also what makes time something useful. So mm-hmm. I do think that sometimes a lot of the expectations that we put on ourselves and us feeling bad is our perspective of things and the way we look at it. I do think for the majority, for a lot of people, that is the case where there could be two people going through the exact same situation, but because of the mm-hmm. way you think about the situation can make that expectation a lot worse on you mm-hmm. than it does mm-hmm. on someone else. So I think that's definitely another thing that people can practice in order to reduce the stress and anxiety that comes with expectations. Because I remember one time I was going to, I must have crashed like a boat party for like another mm-hmm. team in my company. Yeah, it was I know, bro, this is where all our money is going towards. <laughs> it's going towards <laughs> social events. So I crashed them a party because I was doing like a party on the boat and I was like, cool, it'll be fun. And I must have been in an Uber. No, let me even go back. I was going there now and bro, everything was going so wrongly that day. I was in the train, the train just stopped. So I was like, cool. I'm, I'm running late now. The train just stopped. I'm like, okay, I have to get an Uber there. I get in the Uber, there's loads of traffic. And obviously I'm panicking in Uber now, feeling like, oh, I'm going to miss this thing. Like, waste all the time I wasted today, all the money I wasted today. And the Uber driver said something that really resonated with me. He was like, you don't even know what you're being protected from. Let's say you don't mm. make this thing that you really say mm. you want. Mm. You don't know what you could be being protected from. And mm. that really resonated with me. And I kind of take into other aspects of my life as well, where it's like, uh, you might say, I want to be married by 25. I want to have my first kid by 26. Bro, the average age of the first divorce is 30. Mm. So some people, the people who you're seeing and you're looking at thinking, oh, they're married already. Obviously, hopefully they're married for a long time. Everything works out. But you don't know that you being married at that 25 that you're saying is what you really want. Can now mean by 30, you're now divorced. So you don't know whether you're not reaching that expectation you place on yourself, what that actually means for your life down the line. So I do think sometimes too, the way you see things and just say, okay, cool. I had that expectation. It didn't work out, but it's because I'm being protected for something else. It's because mm. when it's actually meant to be, I'll be in a better position for that situation. Does that make sense? So I think that's yeah. definitely a, a big thing too that we also, we also need to remember when we don't hit expectations at the time we think we're going to hit them. Mm, I like that. I like that um, quote as well because that is so true. How many times I've like something like that has happened where I'm so annoyed that I should have mm. been here at a certain, a certain time and maybe I might have heard this happened or... Yeah, I think it's just, it's always a blessing. It's always, I think, yeah. yeah. But obviously it's, it's hard to try to figure that out in the situation, mm. but no, it just is. keeping that in it mind is. is, is always important. So yeah, I, I really it like is. that. It is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do think sometimes too, like I remember I was listening to, um, a quote from one of my favorite authors. He must have been mm-hmm. speaking in an interview and he said something that really resonated with me where he was saying that in his books, he tries to put content in there that maybe mm. in the moment you might not remember exactly what he said. What, how you should, what, what you should do, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. But it could be two months down the line from a situation happening that you remember the information you've now heard and it now mm. helps you in terms of how you choose to interpret what had happened to you in order for mm. you to heal a lot earlier than you otherwise would have. So mm. obviously a lot of the stuff we talk about on this, it, it's, it's easier said than done. I said mm. by Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So we're just hoping that the content that we're providing will now mean that when people do get punched in the face, we can hopefully soften the blow. Welcome to the Ace and Joker moment. It's the favourite part of the show where we give, you know, our take on something funny that's happened during the week and something serious that's happened during the week. So, Ace, I'm going to let you have the flow, man. I say no more, bro. But yeah, so obviously last week was Halloween. 
So to everyone, he celebrated. I don't. Is Halloween even a holiday like that? <laughs> Bro, you say happy? <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Bro, like it came. It, like it was. It was uh, the thirty first, and I was thinking, should I even message people happy Halloween? Is it a thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't Bro, think it's like that. I don't think it's like like a that thing. But I think mm. yeah, if you go out for it. But Joe, next year we keep saying this, but we need to actually oh, go mate. and do something. <laughs> <laughs> like we need to plan it. You know what it is? I think we always decide two last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we need to be like, cool, we're going out this one. Mm-hmm. Let's actually plan. Because actually one mm. year, I actually want to have like a whole fit. Mm. I think we'll just be fun. Not every day be, you know what I'm London guys. <laughs> like sometimes, <laughs> like, have fun. Like yeah, let go, nah. dress up, like do something. So yeah, no. Nah. I agree. I agree. But you know what it is though, man? Because even with the, the late planning, I think it's... Because most of the good things that happen throughout the year is what people... Because uh, I saw someone in a costume, in a poor skulls. I'm not sure you, you know. Oh, that, I saw that. Skulls. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. creative. Yeah yeah, 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 like imagine. And that would be a cool, funny Halloween costume. So I think really? most of the, most of the, like the cool things happen throughout the year. So it's just, you have to just make a list. That's true. But, That's true. But That's I'm, true. I'm definitely down. I right, say no more. We'll make that happen. But yes, yeah, so obviously um, I went to go see my boy in Berms, which was really good. So like my overall ace moment was just, just doing that. <laughs> that was like, like just spending the weekend with him. Because I feel like, Kind of linking on to the friendship episode that we did, my conclusion coming home from like spending time with him hmm. was that like I deep that whenever I come and like, even when I come and see you sometimes, like, or I come and see different people that I always feel like I leave more refreshed because mm. I feel like you have really good conversations and mm. you actually talk about a range of things and you're like, you realize what, like what, what's happened since you saw them last. Because phone calls are nice, but it's not the same mm. as being yeah. in person. Okay. So I definitely learned a lot from just being around him this weekend, just in terms of his thoughts and how he sees different mm. things and yeah no so it was definitely overall a really cool weekend now like, even there was one point where randomly we were like why do people hate ross <laughs> you know the rapper ross an american one i don't oh, know if you okay. ever, have you like seen that whole thing of people just hate him and we were like yeah, why yeah yeah so yeah we watched this like random youtube video i actually sent it to you after it's actually quite interesting so <laughs> it actually documented why people hate him and mm. it was just I think I can kind of get, I think it's just more along the lines of he's a really arrogant person sometimes mm. the way he talks. And I realized that I think with humans, I think I was even reading the one book I, I saw that we don't like when people are too outwardly confident and they're mm. like, we like, we like people who are more humble mm. and don't really throw their success in everyone's face, but mm. he's that kind of guy. So I mm. see why people don't like him. And he also does weird stuff like, Do you know why? Because that's, that's intimidating. Mm. So many people hated Mayweather. So many mm. people used to pay to see him lose. And like, that's the only reason why you go to a Mayweather fight, to watch him lose, yeah. and he never did. So yeah, I think, exactly. yeah, I think, I think people are intimidated with that arrogance. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's definitely true. But it's interesting though, cause I think it's such a smart tactic as well. Cause I feel like yeah. even what I took away from that, like little video that summarized why people hate him is that even though people hate him, you have to respect this guy's work rate, bro. Like, I think there was a period where I think it was like over a three-year period he dropped 11 albums, which all flopped. <laughs> but, like, he kept That's going. 11, and, Jesus bro, Christ. 11 albums at three years. Like, and <laughs> he talks about it all the time. Because he's one of the only... I think he's signed now to Columbia. But even when he, mm. got, when he went to them, he had so much leverage mm. that he kind of dictated the deal. Mm. So I think he does a lot of like promoting that kind of message as well. So That's I think crazy. the the record labels don't like him either. So mm. I think just overall, a lot of people don't like uh, him. But mm. he's an interesting guy. I think there's definitely aspects of his personality that I think are kind of cool. That mm. it's like uh, you have to respect just the work rate mm. and how much he was not willing to accept failure in his life. But yes, that was my ace moment. Just overall my weekend. So yeah, I don't know if you have an ace or joker moment this week. Um, mine will probably just be both. I'm not sure if you've seen, but like the metaverse thing. I've oh, seen okay. Conversations about it. 
But yeah, what's your what's your opinion on it? I haven't looked into it too much. Obviously, just my initial thoughts were just I don't know why they're changing it. So, do you, do you know more in terms of are they actually changing the name Facebook to Meta, or is it a thing where the like what the company is registered as is MetaVerse, yeah. but it will still yeah. be called Facebook? Yeah, yeah, they're not changing. They're not changing Facebook to MetaVerse. They're just okay. changing the company because the company before that was called Facebook and they okay. owned Instagram and WhatsApp and whatnot. Mm. But now they're just changing it to Metaverse and they're still going to have Facebook, Instagram. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. a lot more sense. I was yeah, thinking yeah. this doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. But, okay. Cool. But they're smart though. They're smart. Mm. Cause if you see the, the backlash that they've been receiving recently, <laughs> mm. just whistleblowers left, oh. right and center is just crazy for Facebook at the moment. So I'm not even sure. Like Zuckerberg likes all this negative press, but mm. I'm sure it, it somehow does him wonders still. No, but it does. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure some way, shape or form, it keeps him relevant. It 100% does, man. That's why even the news, they promote so much negative news because I think mm. people are a lot more attracted to that news than they mm. are to good news. Mm. So that's even why, like, they're not going to spend all the time saying how everything is jolly. They'll rather mm. tell you about the horrible things happening in the world because people mm. gravitate towards that content just mm. subconsciously. No, that's true, man. Yeah, yeah. But about the metaverse, though, um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's 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 definitely cool. I'm excited to see what like it come to like life. But mm. yeah, I'm not sure if you've ever used VR headsets before, but well, you have actually. You went to that place, right? Yeah. No, it's it's cool though. It's cool. I've been to like um, I had like a I had one where I could go to like some community place and play games and do other things. It was it gave me a headache after, but it was it was it was cool. <laughs> Bro, I told you how I bust my finger, right? Because I was mm. going around the room. I can't remember what we were mm. playing. I, I, can't, I think it was like a cooking game or something. Mm. And I must have scraped my finger on the wall. Like mm. it was, yeah, those things are dangerous. But mm. now nah, they're definitely very fun. And yeah. it's definitely cool seeing the technology actually develop. Yeah, yeah. Now, even some of the arguments that are weird, though. I've seen one guy say, ah, because most things depend on what people value. Mm. Next thing you know, Rolexes in real life are not going to matter. It's going to be about huh? what your avatar has on. <laughs> and where your avatar lives. <laughs> I just did that. That's so stupid. But no, but deep it though. Deep it though. Mm. You know how people place value. Once people start placing values on certain things, it's wait, true. you're gonna have it's to conform true. or. Bro, you know listen. I know, but I know, but I know people are gonna be making serious money off that. I'm like, I saw you a digital roly, bro. People are gonna be making serious money. NFTs just combining everything into the metaverse. Yeah, no, they're smart. They're nah, smart, but I guess that's why these men are billionaires, right? They see where yeah. the future's heading and they yeah. that's and they grab onto it. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah it should be yeah. interesting though. You have to always say, this is not financial advice. Oh, <laughs> I just say, can't invest, can't invest <laughs> in metaverse. I don't know anything about it. I just saw a little headline. But yeah, but mm. by joker moment though, because obviously I came back from Berms today and mm. bro, obviously I don't, I normally go to the gym in the morning and I got back at like six. So let me go to the gym now. Cause you know what? Like what? Towards the start of a new month, you know, let me start the month. How I want to continue. I walk into the gym now, bro. I think I go to the bench. I ask like, there's two guys. I'm like, how many sets do you guys have? They're like, mm. we just started. We mm. have three each. Bro, mm. I turned around. I walked out the gym. I said six. <laughs> bro, I said, you know what? Clearly today is not the day. This is why I don't go after work. Go around the six, seven <laughs> times. I said, we'll go again tomorrow. Man said six sets. Bro. Jesus bro. Christ. What, what was it? Let me guess. Wait, let me even guess. 
Mm. Bench press. Oh, of course, bro. Of course, it was <laughs> of, course. of course, of course, of course, bro. What else could it be? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. What else could it be? So yeah, that's man. that's what most people just spend most of their time on, bro. We got other body parts, you know. No, it's true, you know. This is why everyone's looking wonky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, but yeah, no, that was a joke moment of my week. I just found it funny. I mean, you know, when you live so close to the gym that you can do stuff like that. I was like, you know oh, what? Yeah. Not today. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> I don't think I've, have I ever done that before. I just walked to the gym and I walked out. Actually, I've never lived that close to the gym before. So Okay. So once, yeah, you, once, once you're there, you're committed. <laughs> I'm there. It's by force. <laughs> it's by, it's just, even when, when I get those six sets people, it's just, I have to find something. Else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what is? I think normally I could have done that, but my heart wasn't in in the first place. I was oh, kind of yeah. like, uh, I didn't really want to go, but I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let me go. And then once yeah. I had the reason, I had an excuse. I said, okay, I guess I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have well, to yeah. go home at least you know you're not usually a bank's kid so yeah can, yeah exactly I, I think that's also why I can make that kind of decision because I know yeah. when I want to be serious I'm serious so yeah yeah. Ayo is not saying go to the gym if people oh, are saying I'm not sense, <laughs> don't encourage that he's not encouraging that he's just saying he can do that <laughs> exactly that one of if you're still here thank you for listening to this episode of the Ace and Joker podcast